Welcome to The Sofa. I'm Sherry. I'm Bonnie. And this is the Sisters Hallmark Sip and Chat Podcast. We're a couple of crown heads who love all things Hallmark. Welcome back to The Sofa and our week seven episode of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas. In this episode, we will be sipping a ginger and apple cooler from the Hallmark Channel Countdown to Christmas to celebrate the movie Magic Book. You can find the recipe and a link to buy the book on our website, sistersippinchat.ca. Head to Facebook and Instagram to see pictures of our creations. In this episode, we'll be chatting about the three movies, Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, My Norwegian Holiday, and Letters to Santa. Movie number one, Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, starring Sinead Grimes-Beach as Carly, Chris Carmack as Matthew, and Grace Lear as Riley. It's Carly's first Christmas without her mom when she's hired to direct a small-town choir where she meets Matthew, who is home from the army. But what starts off as a holiday gig turns into a journey to reclaim a part of her past she thought was gone forever. Okay, so let's find out how this movie rated on our sofa rating system. But first, a quick explanation. Our custom sofa rating system includes a list of 20 Hallmark tropes broken down into 10 categories that will determine how Hallmark this movie is. You can download the list from our website, sisterssipandchat.ca. This movie earned 17 out of 20 sofas, and the categories are Military Might, Town Holiday Celebrations, Location, 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 Family and Friends, Big Life Changes, Christmas Magic, and the charitable event was Decorating Tyler's House for Christmas. Well, I thought this movie was very wonderful, and I love the line, family can be chosen. This is another movie this season showing that families not, are not always just made up with blood. So I thought that was a good theme that they've been continuing. They have been really trying to stress that this year, which is great. Being part of a Christmas choir is actually one of my most treasured memories. Um, But this movie does show how important it is to have a choir director, because even with the most beautiful voices, which they had, it takes a strong lead to mold them into a cohesive sound that, you know, inspires harmony in more ways than one, of course. Um, This group was very rough at the beginning, like laughably so, but they really did blossom under Carly's direction, which was lovely. The choir group was such a great cast of characters. I really liked how they were all very individualized. My favorite was the grumpy man and the fact that he was joining the choir to be close to his late wife because they used to do door-to-door Christmas caroling. That just, that moved me. And the fact that that the uh, director, choir director, had their whole team go and do that all together, that was very touching. And it obviously meant a lot to him, so that was really sweet. I agree with you. I definitely enjoy movies that incorporate music as like a main and component of the storyline. And I think they did a really good job of incorporating that title song in the story in a meaningful way. Um, You know, Christmas carols and songs are something I just really enjoy about Christmas. It always gets me in the Christmas spirit. And you can see once the choir was singing in that harmony and doing things in harmony, you could see the spirit of Christmas ripple through the choir and through their neighbors. So true. I have to agree. Christmas carols can really fill the heart. I recognize that only the Lord enjoys listening to me when I'm singing, but I still do it anyways. So everyone has to suffer. (laughs) That's right. 
I don't wasn't gifted with the, the music voice that you have. <laughs> That's hey, singing loud, singing proud. It's all good. That's right. <laughs> um, for all, movie, to, for all those to hear or don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, really. So, <laughs> I'm sure every choir is is like that too. Um, I really like uh the Cardinal Slow Snow Globe that Carly had. It was Carly's mom's. It reminded me of the glass candle holders with cardinals on on them that our mom loved. It's such a, a treasure that I bring out every Christmas. And now we've added a little snow globe with a little cardinal on top to display, and that just honors our mom. So when I saw her have that, I really connected, and it really made me a little teary eyed. And I just thought that Aww. was a really sweet part of the movie. Actually, I didn't even really think of that. I didn't even notice it. And I was just at your house where you just showed me that you just got that. And I totally well, I was forgot. looking at them while watching, so I couldn't miss it. <laughs> true, true. I did feel that the military guy in this movie was so very positive. It was almost infectious mm-hmm. how much yeah. he was positive about everything. Like it was the kind of person you just want to spend your time being around made life fun and enjoyable. Even yeah. when you're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, certainly. He was very inspiring. I, I enjoyed him as a character in this movie for sure. You know, pretty early on, we learn that there's some sort of mystery with Carly and the pastor and his wife. And at don't, first don't, I thought, don't. yeah, I first I thought it was like, is Carly her adopted daughter? But it turns out it was her niece. And and honestly, I'm not sure why they thought it was a wise decision to hire her and not tell her the truth. I thought it was a little odd for a pastor and his wife to make <laughs> To start a relationship, you know, not being honest or truthful. But either way, I love a good reconciliation story, especially one that has like a nice, sweet romance in it. I agree. The reconciliation was wonderful to see and to see how families can grow, even when you don't know about that, 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 they, that they exist to grow. Mm-hmm. I did think it was quite odd how anxious she was in the very first scene at her door when she just arrived and mm-hmm. then they come in with the pot pie and flowers. And so it all made sense later. But this reminded me of a bit of a God week scenario with her aunt finding yeah. her and then bringing her there and because she didn't have a relationship with her father so she went from having nothing to now having a a family so that was quite nice she really thought this was just going to be a quick job in and out help this choir I'm out of here do my thing Mm -hmm. and now she's got this extended family and I mean she met so many friends those that choir had become an extended family so that was really nice in love she found love yeah, but, well, it's a Hallmark movie, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> movie number two, My Norwegian Holiday, starring Rihanna Fish as JJ and David Elsendorn as Henrik. Along with help from Henrik, JJ travels to Bergen in Norway to uncover the mystery of her late grandmother's prized possession, a hand-carved troll figurine. A holiday adventure and a charming Christmas wedding lead them both on the path of healing, reconciliation, and of course, love. Let's so let's find out how this movie rates on our sofa rating system. It this movie earned twenty one out of twenty tropes. That's sofas. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. The categories are military might, town holiday celebrations, 
here comes the bride, location, 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 family and friends, affairs of the heart, big life changes, Christmas magic, and the charitable event, Henrik gifting the plane ticket to JJ that would change both their lives. I love this movie so, so much. I I didn't expect to love it as much as I did, but I really, really did. It was just completely sweet and charming and definitely may, is making it in my top list of the year. I think Henrik was so cute and funny right from the beginning, especially after his ex-assistant was so nasty to him in public. He just took a, like a champ. And, you know, yes, he's a stranger, but it seemed like a fun adventure to head out to this <laughs> place in Norway. And, you know, with the connection from her grandmother and his family was so lovely, a little pushy. <laughs> For sure. But like in the best way, pushy. <laughs> they had a great <laughs> sense of humor too. And the main characters, JJ and Henrik, they had great chemistry together. I really enjoyed watching their romance and, and them getting together. Oh, this was an excellent movie about fate for sure. My favorite line in the movie was, if you, can see, if you can't see the mountains, it is raining. And if you can see the mountain." Rain is coming soon. <laughs> so basically what I learned is that it rains all the time there. Yes. <laughs> now myself, I couldn't imagine traveling to another country alone, let alone with a stranger. Like, thank goodness he was a kind person. But man, that's that's brave to even do that. It's true. Was She was kind of taking a risk, but at least she she had some agency to decide where she was going. But then in the end, they were kind of pushy and you're just staying here. Oh, yeah, this is just <laughs> happening. <laughs> but they were lovely. I want to stay with his grandmother making me special things and knitting me socks. I want to totally be there. Um, I actually love how much we're seeing and learning about other holiday customs of other places and cultures. Honestly, it's, I think, been my favorite part of this season. Plus, I love a good mystery, and this movie had two, technically. The mystery of the troll and her grandmother was super intriguing and a little heartbreaking in the end. And, of course, the mystery around his leg injury and, of course, the nastiness of the town people kept, like, bumping into him and giving yeah. him, like, whatever they were saying in their language. But it was <laughs> nice to be, you know, it, like, I guess halfway through to see his skiing buddies welcome him back. He was really feeling really nervous about that, but they were so warm and they teased him at first, but then they were like, no, no, buddy, you're one of ours. And, and that was really nice to see. To be honest, it was great to have a little mystery to go and try and find out who produced the troll. I did like that. Mm -hmm. But I have to say that troll, that was not very attractive. No, yeah. you could tell it was yeah, very handmade. On the head or whatever. What that it was, was the little but... girl on the head or I don't know what she yeah, was. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, obviously <laughs> it was great workmanship of whatever sort, but... But the fact that the individual who made the, the troll was also ended up being her long lost grandfather... I got to say, that's another God wink moment for me. It was. You're right. For sure. Um, I think they did a wonderful job at connecting Henrik, Henrik's story and JJ's. Like, it's truly seemed like fate had interceded the way, uh, the, sorry, that day that JJ met Henrik in the coffee shop. And I love the traditional dress for the wedding. 
I thought oh. that was so cool that they wore traditional things. That was very cool. Um, so special that the bride wore the mother's dress. That's really, I mean, at least in the story, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> and the idea that he, uh, the groom on the day of the wedding is proposing marriage on that day when they're like on the way <laughs> to the ceremony. That was something new for me. I'd never, ever heard of that wet wedding. Hey, what happens if she before. says no? I know, like, I, I, I oh, suppose it's just pretty like, risky uh, tradition. <laughs> I suppose it's like someone, does anyone, you know, want to say no to this? Yeah, you know, object to this. Object, yeah, yeah I, I suppose it, it falls in line with that. But it actually became a very sweet moment because we got an engagement and a wedding all like in the same day. So it was awesome. <laughs> I have to agree, wearing the mother's wedding dress, that was so personal and sentimental, and it was a beautiful gown. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, my daughter was not interested in wearing my out-of-fashion wedding gown, (laughs) but that's okay. This family was so kind and welcoming to all individuals, including the stranger they'd never met, and I thought that was, like, Garris family is very much that way. They are, you know, if you are going to Europe, then they make sure they contact all their family that they have across the ways. And you are able to see all these different places because you you must stay there. It's almost an insult to not stay with them and go get a hotel. And then they do the same thing for, for family coming to Canada. Even if their family is letting them know that my neighbor three da- doors removed that knows Susie's dog from such and such is coming to Canada. Well, they, yep, they can come and they stay, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, so it's funny because I, you know, I actually thought his family was the only people that did this. So it was quite nice to see that others are the same and pushy a little bit. As you said, the, the fact that the uh, grandmother, which was his grandmother, of course, mm-hmm. but had, said you know i'll i'll be your grandma for you like that was huge that she even asked for that and then at the end to be fighting with the actual grandfather to determine where she lived this woman went from i have nobody i'm all on my own to having a family who loved her so much they were fighting over having her that was that kind of Mm. feeling of being wanted that was pretty impressive i enjoyed that agreed I think JJ and Anders, who turned out to be her grandfather, choosing to be family without even having to confirm it with a DNA test, honestly, oh. that brought me to tears. Like, not to mention that Astrid, of course, Henrik's uh, grandmother, had already taken JJ in as her adopted or whatever you want to call it, granddaughter. She just like claimed her. You're my granddaughter now. You know, I thought that was so, so sweet. Like you said, she arrived with no family. And before the end, she had found both family and love and new life in the home of her ancestors because she was going to stay there and right. work on her dissertation. And so she kind of really found a whole, a whole king caboodle in this country she had never been to before because she was gifted that, that uh, plane ticket. I guess it pays to have the right name. yeah exactly (laughs) movie number three letters to santa starring katie leclerc as rebecca and rafael de la fuente as enrique two siblings are gifted a magic pen from a store santa that they believe is granting their wishes eventually they ask for their biggest wish that their separated parents will reunite This movie rated 17 out of 20 sofas, and the categories are 
town holiday celebrations, location, 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 family and friends, affairs of the heart, big life changes, Christmas magic, and the charitable event was the holiday party for the neighborhood at the restaurant. So I hate to say this, but this movie did not keep me extremely interested. It's a cute concept, but it was a little dry and the mom was acting so selfish. It was kind of hard to listen to. Like I thought that the use of the magic pen was sweet for kids to buy into to try and get the Christmas spirit mm-hmm. and you know feel like they were sending these real letters to Santa. But other than that, it was a little hard for me. Yeah, I found it very soap opera like. Like the acting wasn't on like a super deep level like I didn't really emotionally connect you're sort of just watching it as things are happening like you do when you're watching a soap opera and I just found it was a little bit too much pressure on the kids to deal with the situation with their parents like of course they want their parents back together that we know it's going to be part of the the storyline but it really became the major part of the storyline and you could see it all leading there that they're going to get back together whatever which obviously finally happens when the parents decide to open up to each other and work through there was a big misunderstanding which I feel like could have been fixed a lot earlier and finally when you know they're honest with each other then suddenly they can get back together it it seemed like it was a long time coming (laughs) My I have to admit, I, I totally didn't understand why he wouldn't tell his wife why he gave his mother the money that she so desperately needed. That that's a, that's just a basic foundation for a solid marriage. So that piece, I couldn't even buy into that at all. Um, I understand that you know she wasn't happy; she wanted him to use the money for something else. But the fact that it had, be, it had been treated as if it was a selfish act made no sense to me at all. And the fact that they were. He, she was so angry about it that it caused their marriage to almost end and have to go to counseling and never discussed it. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah, like they went to counseling. They never discussed it. She couldn't even write her book because she was so blocked by it. But the moment she finds out the real reason why, then she's all good. Like momentary. Oh, no, everything's good. Everything. Will be, yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Blah, blah, blah. I agree with you. I feel like... uh Maybe that was just a little bit not quite done. I mean, the mother's meddling, I I get, could cause some misunderstandings too. So they kind of use that as sort of, you know, roadblocks and they're getting back together. Yeah, with the flowers. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, they ended up making the kids believe in Santa. So, you know, I'm not really sure how I feel about the mother's and the sister, like her daughter, whatever the kids' aunts meddling did as well. Um, not surprisingly, things got better once the truth was told and everybody pitched in to get the job done for, you know, to finish off the kids' book. So she wasn't, you know... Um, in trouble with her writing contract and have to give back her advance. Her advance, yeah. I think the Grammy getting involved with the aunt to help the kids have a great Christmas and keep the spirit alive. That's super sweet. That is really sweet. I mean, some of the lines might have been crossed. And I I actually really agree with you that um, developing a story about the kids feeling the pressure of parents not being together, that's, that's, more than I can bear and not saying that it doesn't happen on a daily basis in today's society, but it's still tough. Mm-hmm. But the store Santa, I wasn't happy with him when they saw him at the coffee shop. 
I mean, yeah. he eventually warmed up to them till the parents got there. But at first, he was totally not too cool. Like he was yeah, almost was annoyed Santa. with them. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You gave him the pen, dude. You got a deal. With yeah. It now. <laughs> Honestly, it it seemed like to me in this movie that the kids pretty m- much wrote that book. That the yeah, adults, so they should be getting the royalties. Yeah, the adults <laughs> like and the adults fixed the adults issue by writing this book like it, if it weren't for the kids and everything you know and kind of the mother meddling they wouldn't have really had this wonderful children's story which i think you know that part of the story with the pen and everything that could have made a wonderful children's story but to me it made for a lackluster holiday romance in my opinion okay i just have to say one more thing about this movie as we know it wasn't my favorite but the illustrator, who was also known as the elf, because the kids asked for an elf and he mm-hmm. came with the elf on, he looked like the human embodiment of where's Waldo? His hair was the same. <laughs> he had the glasses on. Like, I just thought that was really funny. And it, then her, the other woman who the mother had hired, who was going to be taking over as the general manager, they had to put it in there that she found him, you know, so attractive and that he was this hot commodity. And that was a little hard to buy, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little awkward. Yeah. The chemistry was, was missing, I think, in this movie. I agree. I agree. Okay, what did you think about the ginger and apple cooler? Two things I like. So good combo for me. I think it's a solid, you know, maybe not the fanciest drink at Christmas time, but definitely a solid choice. Very quench, thirst quenching. Thirst quenching, yep. This episode was brought to you by Hamish Community Services. Opening doors by taking the dis out of disabilities. You can find out more information at hamish.ca. Well, fellow Crownheads, we've come to the end of today's chat. You can find all our episodes on your favorite podcast network. And on our website, sistersipandchat.ca. Subscribe and never miss a chat session. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. And we'll save you a seat on the sofa.